Welcome, welcome. We're the 19096 Podcast. I am John. He is Rick. Say hi, Rick. Hi, Rick. We are two Eagles fans. This is a narrow niche podcast about our playoff-bound Philadelphia Eagles. Rick is coming to you from the 6-1-Yo. That was the EP cheering in the background. Me, I'm John. I'm checking in live from the Napa Valley, and I do actually do have a glass of wine for the first time during this episode, uh, during the show in my hand. Is it uh, for real this- wines? No, it's not. Is it green wine? It's Round Pond. Yeah, uh, yeah. Next time, I, if I advertise that, I'll make sure I have Vermeil wines in my hand. Okay. It's not like they're the stores that far away. Our Eagles are slated to go up to the Super Bowl, losing Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend. Yes, I'm talking shit out of the gates. Guy can't even catch a ball in the open field. Rick, what's the latest in the motherland? Latest in the motherland. Speaking of the motherland, our mother will be on a plane to Tampa Bay on Friday. Yep, she is not going to the game. I warned her about our Eagles fans, and there will not be one drop of alcohol not consumed on that plane. You know who would be appalled by that? would be one, uh, Evan the Giants fan, who joins us to talk about uh, in a little bit the uh, the coaching dynamo who is Joe Judge. Evan, how are we doing? Elated. <laughs> <laughs> As only a giant fan can be happy about their coach being fired. Um, but, we'll, but it's pretty pathetic. It's pretty pathetic. That's what I'm elated. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll kind of get into that in like our first kind of uh, you know first uh, segment. But real quick, just so everyone knows, we're live every Wednesday, eight thirty Eastern, five thirty Pacific. Rick knows what time that is in Nashville. Seven thirty. Seven thirty. All right, so rather than talk about a stupid game that occurred last week against a team I care not to mention, I thought we'd look at we'd, – we'd, we'd kind of look in the – what's the opposite of, the crystal, of a crystal ball? The rearview mirror? <laughs> yeah, we'll look in the rearview mirror. I thought we'd go through some uh, media outlets' predictions at the beginning of the season for the uh, uh, NFC East. Um, I'm going to start with – uh, the most egregious, um, which was Sports Illustrated, only because Evan the Giants fan is here. Sports Illustrated <laughs> had, uh, or no, no, sorry. Uh, no, you know, what? I'm going to start with Colin Cowherd. I'm sorry. I'm going to start with Colin Cowherd. No, he had him. Who's, who's the most offensive? Cowboys, Eagles, five. Colin Cowherd had the Giants winning eight games this year. And the Eagles winning a measly four. So, folks, this is why we don't do predictions on this show. (laughs) I I wholeheartedly agree. Nor do we predict the weather. Blaze, did you ever think that the Giants would win uh, eight games this year? Was there ever a point? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Really? Not even game one? Not even game one? Okay. No. I, I was thinking six. Six would be a six, seven. Seven would be a step up. But eight, no. Come on. How many How how many did you guys win last year? Six. They are a marvel of consistency. Six, six, and, six yeah. <laughs> six and ten. Yeah, the Eagles finishing a four at 13, I thought for it was pretty low for uh, uh, as a prediction. Um, CBS... Uh, they weren't awful. They had the Eagles at nine and eight. Um, They're right on. Yeah, and they had the Giants at five and twelve. <laughs> pretty close. That's respectable. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, so, so yeah, that's, pretty, pretty spot on. Yeah, not yeah, not too bad. Um, I looked at pro pro football talk. Didn't do uh, you know record predictions, but they kind of said who was going to make the playoffs. No, you know, of the five. Um, uh, I don't know, call them journalists. Journalists isn't the right word. Writers, yeah, writers probably the right word. Nobody had the Eagles making the playoffs, and you know, same with the Giants. So, Evan, the Giants fan, you never thought you never had. You basically went into the season thinking that nah, they're not even going to get it to the playoffs. I was thinking at best. I'm like, you know what? If they come out of the gate and they win those first couple of games. Eh, but of course, pfft, no, you know, another 
Chitch sandwich. Chitch sandwich. Rubber thing. Evan the Evan the Giants fan. If you could pick one coach to be the coach of the Giants, who would it be? Well, that's a great question. Um, Just to let you know if you, know you if you select Doug Peterson, we are taking down the statue of Doug. <laughs> yeah, that thing is going to get turned into pennies. We're going to melt that thing down. You know, I kind of like Flores, man. I was shocked Miami let him go. Yeah, I think a lot of people in Miami were shocked that he got let go. Yeah, I think the Giants should scoop him up. I don't think I don't. I hate this Jimmy Jazz talk about Arbold coming back to the pros. He's with his, he was a disaster in the pros. Keep him in college. I don't like him coming back to the pros. Uh, Rick, did you ever see the Eagles making the playoffs at the start of the season? Did you think uh, they had a shot? I was hopeful, but uh, I was optimistic, but I was not confident. How about that for an answer? Yeah, no, that would. Uh, I definitely, you know, it was predictions like cow herds and you know, basically PFT, where I just was really down. I think yeah, as far as WIP, I think a lot of people didn't have them making the playoffs. I, I think Elliot Shore Parks was really the only one who said, you know, they could actually, you know, pull off nine or ten wins. Um, lo and behold, you know. Let me ask the brothers this. What was what do you think was the underlying factor that got him into the postseason? What was the one thing? I have my answer, Rick. You can go first though. I think it was after you know to quote um, Nick Sirianni, the Eagles were like a flower. And early in the year they were just establishing roots and growing. And oh, as God. the as the oh, as the season went on, it bloomed into a beautiful flower. Uh, no, I think you know they kind of came in thinking what they uh, you know this is how we're going to do it, but then kind of after a couple of games when it was like, oh geez, uh, this is not working out, they had to shift to you know more of a running attack. The defense started to blitz a little bit more. You know, I think so that ability to you know make that shift. Uh, somewhere in the middle of the year, uh, I think was key. Yeah, and I think coincidentally that shift occurred uh, right after the Bucks game because if I'm not mistaken, the Bucks game, which they only lost what twenty eight twenty two against the Bucks, correct? Uh, that was a Thursday night game, correct? And they had, you know, I think that's where, and that was after the episode where. We called the title of the episode was Off the Charts Dumb, and that was a direct rip from uh, Ray Didinger because that's what he said. That was the first words out of his mouth in the postgame show, and I was like, oh, yeah, completely agree. Um, but I think, you know, it would seem that everyone in Philadelphia, Nick Sirianni included, that what they were trying to do wasn't working. And I think that's when they kind of sat down and started kind of retooling and saying, hey, uh, our strength is in our O-line. Yeah, you know, 100%. Let's start riding those ponies. And that's that's exactly what they did. And it just goes to show, like, it's really hard to just turn an offense on a dime. You just can't do it in a week. You say, oh, just put in more run plays. I, I just don't think it works that way. Maybe on a nickel, but not on a dime. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah maybe on a nickel. A little thicker, a little wider, a larger yeah, I mean, radius. It goes, it goes back to, you know, when you're, when you're a new coach, you come in, do you say, this is the system we're going to do, or do you adapt it? to, you know, the personnel that you have. Yeah, and I think, you know, Sirianni being a wide receivers coach, pass first kind of guy had his plan. And, you know, to his credit, he threw his plan in the garbage a couple of games into the season and, you know, basically looked to the line and just Stalin and the running backs and said, hey, you know what? You're, you're the ponies we're betting on. So I think the Eagles proved the quintessential point in the NFL. That it doesn't matter who the hell's on the outside or who's on the center. The game is won in the trenches. Yes. And the Eagles really, really focused on that. Your boys stayed healthy. And they just, they dominated. Yeah, that is true. They, they def, uh, unlike years prior where they just got bit by the health bug. I mean, and the right. Giants were, were ones that just got uh, killed by the health bug this year. Because I remember early in the, uh, in the, uh, Spring training, all the even the beat reporters were miffed by this idea that they would only practice 
for about an hour and a half, two hours outside. And like, that was it. Um, and they were done and the rest were just meetings and walkthroughs and things like that. And everyone was just like, what's this all about? But, you know, aside from like Brandon Brooks and Brandon Graham, I mean, maybe just don't be called Brandon. Uh, let's go Brandon. Uh, yeah. I was going to say uh, <laughs> that, uh, yeah. Uh, aside from being, you know, if, you know, just don't be on the heels and called Brandon, you, you know, your knees will be fine. Right. I'm with you on that. Um, so SI was the most egregious. CBS was pretty spot on. Pro Football Talk didn't have much faith in the Eagles. Um, yeah, and SI. Oh, oh, sorry. Here, yeah. SI. I, this is this is what I totally missed. Uh, SI had the Giants uh, ending the season. Uh, Bla- or Evan, the Giants fan, you'll appreciate this because I didn't I, in my notes. I didn't paste in the picture of the uh, the screenshot. I just put a note to myself. Sports Illustrated, which is, you know, let's just face it, as a publication has gone downhill, right? Yeah. We used to watch sports or read Sports Illustrated as kids all the time. It was the, uh, the, the de facto magazine for sports. Not anymore. And this just kind of reaffirms that. They had the Giants landing at 10 and 7 on the season. <laughs> what, what were they smoking? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they were they were more worried about the swimsuit issue than uh, you know putting out good predictions because right. that's the only you know edition that makes money for them anymore. They're just trying to sell magazines in the New York metro area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know, printing uh, websites on paper than selling them at newsstands just doesn't really work anymore. Yeah, the whole the whole magazine thing doesn't work anymore. What? Seeing as how People Magazine, what's the news? Yeah, thing? yeah, exactly. People <laughs> Magazine a couple weeks ago put Betty White on the cover. Betty White turns a hundred. Oh yeah, Betty White died before her hundredth birthday. Yeah, so. that was a yeah, a little out of early out of the gates. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting to kind of look back and see what everyone predicted. I mean, again, I think that's. You know, as Eagles fans, I think we we feel like we're playing with house money right now, and I think as long as it's a competitive game, but we'll get into that in a few. But well, you know. we made the playoffs. Carson Wentz didn't, so that's what's most important. Yeah. <laughs> well, when are we going to talk about the Wentz tracker? Uh, that's coming. In, that's coming. It's in, it's in a uh, couple of segments. So, it, Evan, the Giants fan, you clearly didn't read the uh, the the for the show format that I <laughs> texted out. Uh, I'm just I'm just so anxious to talk about. The talking of shit the bed, but we'll get to that. Later. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's uh, it's on the on the list. Um, Rick, should we go on to who gets credit for the state of the Eagles? Who gets credit for the state state of the Eagles? So typically, our um, this segment is who gets credit for the win, but we don't give a shit about the game last week, so we thought we'd talk about the state of the Eagles. Who gets credit for where they are at this point? Rick, you want to go Matt, I don't even know who this guy Ballard, Chris Ballard. I, I can't say he is because I don't even know who he is. Chris, so this this will scratch your itch. Chris Ballard is the GM for the Indianapolis Colts. Oh. So right. without Chris Ballard, we would still have a certain Carson Wentz on the team. Hey, there's a sucker born every minute. Yep. Uh, no Andy Reid, no and Chip Kelly. I, you know, it's uh, that's a, you know that's a hard one. How he does get some credit? I mean, yeah, yeah. As much as I don't want to say that, um, but uh, Lurie, I think how he gets more credit than Lurie because Lurie was the one who said we should draft JJ Arcega Whiteside. No. Um. We saw a ball go right through his hands and chest the other night. In the end zone. In the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. But fortunately, he had surgery on his finger, and he's out for this weekend. Mm. Wait. So let me ask you this. Why do you have surgery on your finger when the ball goes through your hands? (laughs) That would would indicate that that, that your hands were actually engaged in trying to catch a ball. Yeah, I do. I do not. Uh, yeah, not much makes sense with that guy. Yeah, I, I kind of, you know, I, Lurie, I think gets, you know, twenty percent. He is the owner after all, 
Howie, I would give probably 40%. Um, I thought I'd give, you know, Chip and Andy a little little bit of a, a nod, only because there are some pretty good players who are from there still hanging around on the team who are contributing a lot uh, to the team. Specifically, uh, Jason Kelsey was drafted under Andy Reid, so... Um, right. And Kelsey is slowly becoming one of my favorite Eagles of all time. So. Yeah, yeah. Hundred and twenty-two games straight. I know. I know. How how like ridiculous is that though? I mean, I think it was a good move to dress him and let him play a snap and like so he gets his uh, maintains his streak. But it is that is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that was. Yeah. <laughs> I th- yeah. I thought he was going to play the first series, but literally he like sprinted off the field after the first play. I <laughs> yeah. Mean, <laughs> That was it. Yep. He was done. It's, it's almost as ridiculous as doing a quarterback sneak on 39. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. We'll, we'll get yeah. that. Yeah, that's, that's on down the format, which will chew up a fair amount of time, I think. Uh, Rick, should we, we go, go on to uh, se- seven questions? Seven questions. Rick asked John, yep. are you ready? I, these are some good ones, and you have to answer all of them. Okay, that's fine. So, uh, for everyone to know, we each week we uh, we rotate. Uh, last week I asked Rick seven questions. Uh, this week Rick is asking me. Then obviously, if you put two and two together, next week uh, John will ask Rick. So, Rick, fire away. Go ahead, Rick. John, what is your first memory of the Eagles? My first memory of the Eagles was, I guess it was technically 1980, but it was the season in uh, 1979. Uh, Watching the Eagles lose to the, uh, coincidentally, lose to the Raiders in the Super Bowl. Uh, and remember that old, small, orange TV we had as kids? I think it was oh, in your yeah. room. No, I never had a TV in my room. Who who had that? Where was that uh, TV? Jim had, Jim had it in his room to play Pong. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't I, us at all. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, I watched it. Uh, we were watching it on that TV for some reason in one of the bedrooms upstairs. Don't ask me why I remember that. It was, just, it was sitting on the desk, that, that, that old wooden desk that I think each one of us got a... Got a, um, got as, a opposed, uh, as opposed to that old metal desk? Did we have metal desk? I don't think we had metal no. desk. But it's that corner desk, the one that kind of like sits in the corner and has yeah, a bookcase. No, I, I, yeah. 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 I think we all got our turn on that thing. Yeah, and that thing's heavy as crap. Anyhow, yeah, yeah, it definitely um, was not IKEA. No, no. Uh, John, when you played football, what was your number? My number was forty nine. Forty nine. Yeah. And you weren't a Forty ers fan. I was not. I think that was just the jersey I was handed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they're like, I we don't know what position this guy is playing. He doesn't know what position he's playing yet. Just give him forty nine. Pretty not. They're probably looked at you and like he's not going to be a lineman. So yeah, uh, no, yeah, no. Some ambiguous number. Yeah, he could be a uh, defensive back. He could be a linebacker. He could be a tight end. Yeah, he could be whatever. He could be right. water boy. Uh, John, how many states have you been in in the last thirty days? Uh, how many states have I been in, in the last thirty days? Uh, Illinois, Arkansas. Texas, Oklahoma, uh, New Mexico, Arizona, obviously California, uh, Kansas, and there's one more in there because we found the spot for Kansas, uh, basically the spot in the uh, right where the corner of Kansas and two other states meet, so we were standing in one in three states at once. <laughs> so I think I'm at it like eleven. <laughs> Trailblazing. You, you're yeah. in three states at once, at once, but you only know one of the states. I know. You know what? Hold on. <laughs> I'm not going to pull up the picture. I, it yes, was, that it was, is the picture where you were holding your. Do you have to pull like, up the picture? As, on, yeah. Man. As like the Lion King. Yeah, the line. Yeah, <laughs> at at ten at night, and it's I kid you not, it's down like this dirt road in the middle of nowhere. So it's like meth heads could come out of nowhere. Well, it's not the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's at the point of three states. 
Yeah, I think it was what Missouri, Kansas, and one other Oklahoma? one. Maybe I forget now. I have to look at it. I'll go with Oklahoma. Wait, sure. hold on. I, go ahead with the uh, the next question. I'm going to pull up a this thing called a map. All right. Would you ever consider being a referee? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> going to be maybe like a little Tim Patterson. Yeah, I, you know, I thought about that only because the sheer curiosity of what is it like to be a referee. Siri <laughs> wants to call Tim Patterson. My my watch literally just called Tim Patterson. That's hysterical. Good job, watch. Uh, for those of you not know, Tim Patterson is a family friend who was a high school football referee for like 35 years, and he had to stop uh, refing because... He was. He ran backwards for so, for so many years. He started his something that was happening with his calves or something. So he had to stop. He was he like the back judge. Yeah, he did have big calves, didn't he? He was. Yeah, he once. He was once asked. My boys once asked him, "Do you have you ever thrown a coach out of a game or a player out of a game?" And he said, "No, nah, that's there's way too much paperwork involved." <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I always remember. He- Remembering when dad came home at night and I would ask him, did you fire anyone today? He's like, no. <laughs> I don't know why I asked. It was just a bizarre question. Yeah, I can't explain that one. John, John had a very dark. Dad, did, dad, did you ruin anyone's <laughs> yeah, life today? John had a very dark childhood. Yeah. <laughs> you fire anybody? Jesus Christ. Uh, so you the, didn't the, fire the, anybody. Did you, did you yell at anybody? <laughs> yeah, I went straight to firing. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was Oklahoma, Missouri, and Kansas all at the same time, which is basically just outside of Joplin, uh, uh, Joplin, Missouri. Uh, two Which questions, is two yeah. questions on that. Obviously, not a very memorable experience. And then, secondly, is Janice Joplin from Joplin, Missouri? You know, uh, EP asked the same thing, and I, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, but th- there is a uh, uh, a huge um, casino like right down the street. Yeah. That's like I asked a friend. Who, Janice uh, was born in Port Arthur, Texas. Mm, there you go. I had a I had a friend who spent a lot of time in the in Ukraine, and the capital of Ukraine is Kiev. And I I had to ask him, do they have chicken Kiev in Kiev? No, I thought the capital of Ukraine. Thank you. Was I thought the capital of Ukraine was Lvov? Isn't it? Lvov. Yeah, L V O V. How the hell did you know that and not know the three <laughs> right, states that right, are connected? Right. No, <laughs> Ukraine. Hey, Dad, did you fire anyone? <laughs> um, if it's not the capital, it's... Oh, it is Kiev. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, by the way, Dad, Lebov is the capital. Did you Lebov anyone today? Um, if you, John, if you could not be an Eagles fan, who would you be a fan of? Uh, uh, that is a good Great question. question. Team-wise... Uh, you know, uh, 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 the truth be told, well, I will take out of my, uh, I will take out of, uh, consideration my previous employment history. So that would eliminate one, uh, New York football giants. Um, uh, boy, I, you know, I don't know, actually, that's a really good question. Um, would you like to pass on it and come back? I'll come back to it, yeah. Okay. Finish this sentence. With the 15th pick of the NFL draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select... Kyle Hamilton, defensive back, Notre Dame. He won't be there, though. So, uh, uh, but yes, that's, that's who I would go for. That dude is a friggin' stud. Um. All right. Uh, Sorry, Rodney McLeod, but you know, with yeah. John, can you give us a list of all the NFL players that you went to high school with? Oh, wait. Oh, oh all the uh, 
I mean, yeah. they were so, in your high school before they went to the NFL, but you know. So would these be ones I had to be at high school and they were there at the same time, or it right. could be all the players that went no, to high no, school? No, no, just uh, when you were oh. at. Uh, Aaron Taylor. So he was an offensive lineman. He ended up going to Notre Dame, and then he went to uh, uh, Green Bay Packers. He was part of the – I think he won the Super Bowl with the Packers. The year, actually, the year Reggie White was there? I forget. Uh, Aaron Taylor, Amani Toomer. There you go. That one's for you, uh, Evan, the Giants fan. Amani! Uh, uh, he's the all-time uh, receiving uh, leader, I think, for the Giants, actually. Um, uh, a player by the name of – you know, no one's going to know who this guy is. Dave Laverne. He was an offensive lineman. I forgot where he went to college, but he ended up being playing on the Jets for uh, for a number of years. Uh, he stuck around, and then I, th- uh, I think Maurice Jones Drew may have been there as a freshman when I was like a senior on like the freshman on like the uh, JV team or something like that. Right. Uh, and I think same with uh, the uh, one of the Landry brothers who both went to – I think one of them went to Notre Dame. Uh, one ended up making it – squeezing into the NFL, but only for like a season or two. Um, the kid that was the starting quarterback behind our starting, starting quarterback uh, senior year um, – I can't think of his name. Off the top of my head, but he he was the he was the one who basically uh, he picked up where we left off as far as like winning 130 games straight. He ended up going to the played on the Patriots for like a cup of coffee. Uh, Matt Gutierrez, that's who it is. I did not look that up on the internet, though. By the way, I'm still looking at Kyle Hamilton on the internet, and I think that's all I can think. That's all I can think of right now. That's, I'll all, be, that's all I I'll be reaching if I went any further. And then also, you played basketball with. The GM of the Warriors is that correct? That is that is correct. Uh, Bob Myers um, was on my CYO team uh, when I was what twelve years old, <laughs> and you know he's he's a good ball player. He's probably he was either the best or the second best on the team. He definitely like stood out. I I, I was not the best on the team. I wasn't much of an athlete anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, no, you were too too busy asking Dad. Did you fire anybody? I know. <laughs> I I had, the, I had the focus. I had zero focus, which is awful in sports. So yeah. Uh, my last question is: This goes back to your high school years uh, when you ended up having to do uh, community service for something that you did. Oh boy! How did that go down? Did they wait? Did you get a citation? Did you, did you have to turn yourself in? I've never heard that part of the story. Oh, do uh, tell. Oh, Evan, the Giants fan. Next time we, uh, you and uh, and Chris I'm, are on the line together, we can. Uh, this cannot be on a work call, by the way, because uh, <laughs> if anyone's recording, I'm toast. Well, um, I'm, that's why I'm trying to limit the discussion here. I'm just trying to understand how you. Uh, were cited or how I've always wondered uh, how you were. So basically the, the folks that we performed, uh, who was the, uh, who said, the victims. Yeah. Who were the victims in the, um, in the, uh, clever ruse Keeper. that we, they, uh, that we perpetrated, uh, basically figured out it was us. And, you know, the cops were like, came to, you know, we kind of owned up to it. And so they just wrote us out citations, yeah, right? Then, yeah. But where did like where did the cops go to get you, or like where? They oh no, they uh, they just they didn't, they didn't come to the house. Did no, they? they didn't. I forget actually. I think we just went in and just kind of you know signed. And we just kind of owned up to it and went in and just signed paperwork and just that's it. It wasn't any like police chase or anything like that. No, no, no OJ, no OJ, no white no Bronco. Bronco. Yeah, and that is my seven questions. So I think if I had to go back and pick a team that I would be a fan of, if I wasn't a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles, 
Uh, I would have to say, and it not being the New York football giants, I would probably honestly say it was, it would be, uh, it would probably end up being the San Francisco 49ers. Honestly. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Good one. Only because either they're fun team to, you know, more so like during like the Steve Young era, you know, like we, when we moved to the Bay Area, Joe Montana was what is, Third year in, I think. When we moved there, that was literally the week that they beat the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. So whatever that was. I think it was the second or third year. That was back when like an over 100. 82? 84? 85? January 85. Yeah. 85, okay. That was back when a 100 uh, passer rating was like unheard of. You know, back in 85, like in the 1900s. Yeah. All right, so that concludes this week's uh, seven questions. Um, Buccaneers preview. Buccaneers preview. Uh, Rick, do you want to launch the first uh, insights, thoughts, considerations? Yes, so I'm just going to give you – all right, first of all, the Buccaneers are eight-and-a-half-point favorites. 46 is the over-under. But I'm going to give you reasons why the Eagles are going to win. Oh, I like it. Over the last eight games, the Buccaneers are yielding 4.85 yards per rush. If you prorate Mm. that out over the whole year, they are 30th in rushing defense. That's a good one. How do you like that? Yeah. On Sunday at 1 o'clock in Tampa Bay, it's going to be a high of 70, chance of rain 80%. With twenty to thirty mile per hour winds. Oh, I, oh boy, yeah. You like that one? Bye bye passing. Yes, exactly. Um, the last time we played the Buccaneers, running backs only had nine carries. Yeah, right. that's right, and they were all Miles Sanders. Right, right. Jordan, ha- when Jordan Howard plays, we are six and one. And when he doesn't play, we are three and seven. And he's going to play this weekend. Yep. Last time we uh, played Tampa Bay, we didn't have Lane Johnson or Dallas Goddard. And now we do. Yeah, now we do. Uh, Tom Brady said that the Eagles were the toughest opponent all year long. See, that blows my mind. I think he's just blowing smoke. Uh, I think, uh, I don't, I think, yeah. I think he's doing that whole like reverse psychology, giving a lot of credit to the opponent sort of thing. I think, I think the Eagles are his kryptonite. I think he's still, you know, in a headspace of like, oh my gosh, these guys beat me in the Super Bowl. Yep. Not only did the Eagles beat them, but they beat them, I dare I say, soundly. I know it was a close game. I mean, most Super Bowls are these days, but I, you know, I think in all phases, I'll say the Eagles, you know, in the Super Bowl beat them. Right. The Eagles over the past, uh, since December 6th, the starters have only played three games. And since that time, the Buccaneers have played five games. Mm. They played every week, so we had that bye week, right? That we the week of December fourteenth. So really, we're coming in, you know, having played three out of the past five weeks. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have put uh, since this week. They have. I can't. I was up earlier, but I forgot to write it down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11. They've put somewhere, you know, upwards of 50, or on their injury report over the past three or four days. They have like in excess of fifteen guys on it, and the Eagles have like three or four. So it goes back to what I was just saying. Like you know, the Tampa Bay's beat up. They've had to play every week in a row. Yeah, rested. Um, but so. Um, those are my reasons. I'm sure there are a lot more, but that's enough for me. To no, I, 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 I dig it. I think I was listening to 
uh, a couple podcasts on the call-in app this past week who were making predictions. And the Eagles-Bucks game was definitely the game when they were reviewing uh, all the games for, for this upcoming weekend. People just breezed right by. They're like, yeah, the, the Bucks will win. The Bucks, you know, the Eagles have only beaten the Giants and the Redskins, and that's it. And, uh, and so it's interesting to hear just kind of people's outlook as far as, like, generally speaking, no one's kind of given the, the Eagles a chance, which I think, you know, with a lot of a lot of guys left over from the Super Bowl team who were the, you know, the dogs, the underdogs, I think they kind of relish that. Right. I hope I, I hope I see Lane Johnson bust out the uh, the dog mask again. Why not? <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm with you on that. The wild card is the one game, right? It's like every playoffs. It's the one game where I think the top seeds are susceptible. Yep. Because I think it's like that. Yeah, I don't think anyone really knows who the top seeds are, and I don't know if the, even the top seeds know who they are because a lot of them are not. There's no. I think Chris Sims kind of brought this up too. Is like, there's no like, cl- you know, far and away kind of clear, just dominant team out there this year. No, I agree. Everyone kind of has a bit of a an Achilles, you know, heel at some point, or something about them through the season or currently is could really sink them. Right. I think you guys landed in a great spot. I think going into into Lambo. <laughs> Would be tougher, but you may have to go there week two yep. anyway if you get by right. the. Uh, right. Yeah. If we but, win, um, yeah. If we win, we got to go to Lambo, which is, yeah. Not going to be seventy-two degrees in uh, Lambo. You know, if they, if they get to <laughs> to to the divisionals and they go to Lambo, and I'm, you know what, I'm I'm content with where they are now. I'm even more content. I. You know, contenter. Cont- I'm, yeah, I've maxed out my content meter, so I'm okay exactly. with that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's how I felt in 08. I'm like, just beat the Bucks, win it, win a playoff game. Come on, Eli. Yeah, win, and you guys just went game. went all the way to the and brought it all, which is <laughs> even if you go back and look at that. That is just an uncanny run. Yeah, at nine and seven, it yeah. was nuts. Yeah, which didn't they start off the season like? Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And they had to defend a uh, goal line stance to not go 0-3 against the the Redskins. Yeah. That's great. I mean, that's just one of the all-time crazy seasons. So this could be your year, boys. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I really really hope we beat the Buccaneers because I still have a bad taste in my mouth from them blowing us out in the – uh, last game at the vet. We'll oh, see Joe Jarevicious running down the sideline. Oh, Joe Jarevicious. Wow. Penn State, nonetheless. Yes, exactly. So, anyway. All right. Should we, uh, anything else we want to add to the Bucks preview? I think we both think, it, I, I think it'll be a game. It'll be a fun watch. So, um, you know, I don't think people are like, oh, yeah, this is a, I don't think it's, I by no means think it's a no brainer. The, the the writers and the commentators I like don't think it's a no brainer. So, um, I think Rick nailed it. I mean, I think your boys are healthier, yep. and that's that is got that's a major X factor. Yep. yep. All right, so we go into around the NFL, which is basically the five notes about the NFL this week. Yes, sir. All right, let's uh, the first one, first note this week: coaches that hit the unemployment lines. Let's start with uh, the New York Football Giants. Blaze thoughts. Well, I always said, you know, the NFL is a gigantic washing machine. Right? I thought of so, you as soon as I saw, you know, every, every, whoever got fired. I'm like, they're about to get hired somewhere else in about two weeks. Right. So I like Flores. I think he would be a uh, – but, again, they're not going to move on a coach before they move on a GM. So it's going to be the GM's call. Mara made that obviously clear today. So let's start with the GM. Um that's a total blank slate. That's a tough call. Yeah, I wouldn't even know where to begin as far as, like, who would be the, right. the right Giants GM at this point? I just – where do you go fishing for that? I don't Other know. Other teams, I guess? Me. I mean, speaking of washing machine. 
Yeah, I would assume so. I mean, got assistant GMs that are that have proven a good track record. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that's you got to start with that, and you you look at guys that are have flown under the radar that that are definitely going to think outside the box, and hopefully, Marin takes let them do that. Yep. Uh, other coaches that got fired, uh, Matt Nagy, uh, Nagy, how do you pronounce his name? Not surprising. The Bears were awful. He didn't like Trubisky anyway, and he was stuck in a marriage. It just was not good to begin with. Uh, Flores, your guy, uh, Evan the Giants fan, who you want to see become a, a Giants head coach. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who else got fired? Well, this is right up my alley. You think I'd have this? Zimmer, Zimmer, <laughs> yeah. from Minnesota. Yeah, Z- Zimmer. That that dude was dead man walking. You could tell from like his. If you watched his press conferences, this is the only reason you watch press. You know, you see press conferences. That guy just looked. Like, that guy knew he was on the firing line. He was done. And I don't think anyone else is going to get fired. I think everyone who's who's getting fired has been fired at this point. Like Judge is the last one. Rick, any hot takes on a? Uh, uh, coaches hitting the unemployment lines? Uh, no, I'm really kind of focused on who's going to be where. You know, I think Peterson uh, would probably be a good fit in Jacksonville. And I don't think he would get hired in Chicago because Nag, you know, it's a Nagy's just like Nagy worked for Peterson. Just, yeah. you know, it's a, almost the exact same philosophy, you know. Um, yeah. and I don't think he's going to get hired in uh, New York. So it should be interesting to see where he ends up. Yeah, the other team we forgot is uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, they fired their head coach. The, the, yeah, the, and the reason that just occurred to me is they're the one team, and I really question that team. They requested an interview with uh, Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. Which I was like, I, you know what? I was like, I kind of was like, you know, take them. I'm okay with that. I'm, I, I would not cry if he, if he left. Um, the guy who doesn't blitz for whatever reason. Um, next time is NFC uh, East Review. Just kind of looking at where everyone's at. The Admirals. Uh, back to the drawing board. For those that don't know, the Admirals is going to be the name of the uh, New York, or sorry, the. Washington's football team, worst kept, kept secret in uh, the NFL right now. Uh, be curious to see who they end up. I mean, they're they got to be in the hunt for a uh, quarterback, right? Taylor Heineke is not their guy. Um, I think they got a good head coach, but they, I think they just need to reload talent. Uh, I put in here the Giants suck. Um, Evan, the Giants fan, any thoughts on that? Well, if they don't. They got two, like, top ten picks, right? So if they yep. don't pick interior linemen, my head's going to explode. Yep. I don't want any bullshit running back, a wide receiver, safety, cornerback. Get me two beasts, one on the O-line, one on the D-line. Yep. Get me an edge. There's plenty of – that's where all the talent is, right, for this year. Yep. So don't be stupid. That's what I hate about Gettleman. I don't read anything. Why wouldn't you read anything, Gettleman? That's what these guys live, breathe, and do for a living. <laughs> they make it, like, stupid simple. Here's the number two guy. Go get him. Yo, go get right. him. Right. Just draft a guy from Alabama or uh, yeah. Georgia, and you'll be fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or just follow – you know what? Just look at Mel Kuyper's list and just call it your own and just look at his his best available o line d line and just do it right whoever the best available uh, player <laughs> is of uh, alabama right? yeah Take yeah it. there you go right. yep but then the only time he did listen to kuiper is when he picked freaking Saquon Barkley so it was like oh yeah. god uh, which so. uh, it goes back to my running theory Saquon Barkley is the worst number 2 overall pick ever no question Nothing against Saquon Barkley. I think he's kind of you're in Jalen Rager territory in that like it's not uh, his fault he got picked there, but he uh, just Jalen Rager play. I jeez, I, I like have this Pavlovian response whenever I hear his name that like it just puts me in a bad mood. So oh, sorry. Well, at least you're going to bed soon because you're on the East Coast. So exactly. Yeah. 
and the other thought I had to uh, looking at the uh, that other team from uh, uh, that team from uh, Texas that is not Houston. I, I kind of had the the thought like, are we li- are we seeing their ceiling now? Because they have a bunch of old players. They're that running back who's mm. who likes to you know, uh, mime shoveling food in his mouth is not getting any younger. Um, I, you know, Dak, I think is, is a little overheated. I think the hype behind him is a little much, uh, but you know, they got digs and, and Parsons, but I, you know, I kind of think, I think they're peaks now, honestly. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, it's, all, but it's, it's so Dallas, right? They started off the year really good and they've just been faltering ever since. And then they come in and play the the Eagles practice squad, and you would think the way they're jumping around and everything that they won the Super Bowl or you know they won an Olympic gold medal or something. Yep. It's like yeah, so um, yeah, they'll just continue to be you know like that, you know, yep. be good, and then you know these guys, you know, they'll they'll lose in the first or second round. Of uh, that's what I was gonna say. I, I don't I don't think those jokers are getting out of. T- the divisionals. Right. No, yeah. I concur. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip uh, one of the items we had and go into um, our favorite topic of the year. Um, Evan, the Giants fan, you, you kind of like this topic. Uh, the, 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 the Wentz tracker, Carson Wentz, the gift that continues to give. Wait, John, I got to hear it. I got to hear the sound effect. Oh, God. <laughs> Wentz tracker, Wentz tracker, Wentz tracker. There it is. Yeah, there you go. Carson uh, Wentz. He is the master. He is the choke master. Yeah, he is officially the choke master. Was that unbelievable? It was like, holy shit, how is this happening? Yeah, a head coachless team. That's what, two and whatever they were? Two and 14. Yeah. And they lose? Were they at home too? No, they, no, they were in Oh, uh, well, yeah, okay. But they got Jacksonville, blew them out. It was never even close. Right, yeah. Right. It was like 26-3, to 3 and they scored a garbage touchdown with, you know, four minutes left. <laughs> with Jacksonville's practice squad, right. guys. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, he his numbers, he was 17-29 for 185 yards, one interception, and six sacks. I mean, just wow. terrible. But that is so Car- Carson Wentz, like, you know, just blows, you know, when the pressure's on, he is gonzo. Um, yeah. But I love it. It's also, right, he, 70%, he, you know, so he basically, like, screwed Indianapolis, right? He played more than 70% of the snaps, and they didn't make the playoffs. And they have to give up a first round pick. Like, that's, yeah, it's like the total worst scenario for the for the Colts. <laughs> I think the only guy that screwed that screwed up beyond Carson Wentz was the coach. Uh, of the yeah, yeah, that was insane. That that's you know what, and uh, it's funny you bring that up because I said last week, mark my words, they're going to tie this. They're going to tie this game. They had their chance. They completely, and they would have gone into the playoffs. But I, I, yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. By the way, uh, Carson Wentz's QBR number for Sunday's game was four point four. Wow! <laughs> what you can get it that low? <laughs> that I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I think if it was any worse, it would be negative. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, just to give a little perspective, so thanks to Carson shitting the bed, the Eagles now have retained the 16th pick, the Colts pick, which is the 16th pick in this year's draft. They also have the 15th pick, which is the Dolphins. So thank you, Dolphins. And obviously, you know, we don't know where uh, the Eagles will end up until they finish the playoffs. But, yeah, they have back-to-back picks, 15 and 16, which is interesting to have back-to-back first-round picks. Um. Uh, Evan, the Giants fan, you guys have the fifth pick uh, and the seventh pick. Um, so that should be interesting. Don't screw it up. That's all I can say. Yeah. yeah. And and for what it's worth, uh, on NFL.com, uh, they agree with you. O-line and edge rusher. 
Yeah. That's it. The NFC East has six of the first 16 picks. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the uh, the Washington uh, Admirals are coming in at 11, the 11th pick right now. Have they have they uh, released their logo? What, no, they, they they're not. Like? They, yeah, their their formal announcement it is not until February second. But some buffoon is going to be like MacArthur with his, his <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the bow of some boat, <laughs> right? Yeah. His, his aviators. Yeah, they're announcing it on two two twenty two, which is Groundhog Day. So, which is which is uh, basically, you know, I don't know if you really noticed this, but Daniel Snyder definitely looks like a groundhog. He does. You're right. I never thought about that. You're totally right. Yeah. Oh good my god. god. That's hey, that's you know, that's that's why I made, they pay me the big bucks here. Well, he ain't gonna be the owner of that team much longer. So I mean, uh, he's, yeah, they got a ten million dollar fine. Yeah. How do, you, how do you like? How painful is it to write that check out? Yeah. Well, so let me ask you this, and I've always kind of wondered. So, you write a check. Your fine is ten million dollars. What like account at the NFL does that go into, and where does that money get spent? Does that just go straight into like, you know, Goodell's pocket? Well, John, I'll tell you where? right where it goes. It goes right to where that other ninety million that. We're supposed to go to St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. There's your answer. Well, yeah, I right to Goodell's slush but... fund in the Cayman Islands. Yeah, yeah. Goodell actually gets thirty uh, percent of all the fines. Uh, I don't know if you're kidding or not. That's the funny <laughs> part about that comment. Are you no. serious? I had to pause for a second. I'm like, uh, I don't see that as like that's not too far fetched. <laughs> I'd be handing out fines every week. Oh yeah, yeah, fine, fine. I just, I just find Ben Roethlisberger for being Ben Roethlisberger. Right, every week for something. Uh, you know what? That, that's, a, that's a good. Uh, that's a good uh, seven questions down the road. Like, what player would you levy the hardest fine on, and why? Yeah, that's a good one. Well, Carson Wentz, we thank you for being you. Uh, and choking like you, you know, you choked last year. So we appreciate that. Uh, the the last one I had for uh, around the NFL, I just thought it'd be interesting to think about it. who's the best uh, non QB player in the NFL this season. Um, I think it's easy. I think there's an easy easy answer there. But I'd be curious to hear what you guys think. Who's the best non QB uh, player in the NFL right now? I would say Jonathan. Either on one, the doesn't matter. Side of the ball? I would say Jonathan Taylor from Indianapolis. Evan, the Giants fan? Saquon Barkley is not, a, is not the right yeah. answer, by the way. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, as, as much as I hate to admit it, man, I got to go with Parsons. Yeah, interesting. He was a very impactful player. I don't think without him, I don't even think the, the other team from Texas makes the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Okay. Uh, I was split. I was either between Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I was with Rick on that, considering he's five five hundred rushing yards ahead of the next guy in like uh, total rush yards this year, and he had eighteen touchdowns. Uh, the other guy, I th- yeah, but that's his offensive line. I'm giving credit to the O line. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, maybe next week is who's the best unit uh, in the NFL. Um, the other guy, you know, throughout there was T.J. Watt. When you lead the NFL in sacks and tackles for loss, that's that's pretty good. That's a great yeah. call. Yeah. Um, and just for shits, the closest eagle to the top ten, I thought that's not a quarterback. I just put down as Jason Kelsey. I mean, that guy's just a stud. Uh, all right, unrelated topic of the week. Ready for that one? Absolutely. All right. Yes. So my uh, 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 the fear of God was put in me uh, today. Uh, as soon as I saw this, I was like, "That's our unrelated topic of the week." Uh, China is building a moon. <laughs> Did you know that? What? Yeah, they're building a moon. Wait a minute. I knew they were building islands, but how do you build a moon? Are they uh, building I don't know. According to the Daily Mail, 
Um, they are building a moon to begin simulations. I, I, here's my, my mind immediately went to the, they're building the death star. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, China is building the death star. Um, and I was like, I was like, Holy shit. Are they really doing this? But yeah, they are actually, you know, it's not as like obnoxious as it sounds, but they are building an artificial moon. It's a research facility, uh, with a low gravity environment, you know, with a low gravity environment, which uh, it, when I thought about that, I was like, Oh, that kind of makes sense. But then I thought about like, <clears throat> how do you create a low gravity environment on earth? Like that's, I, I would think that'd be really hard to do. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was, that's one of those like headlines. I saw that, that like China's building a moon and just kind of shook me for a second. I have a lot of questions about that. Now, is, is, is this in? Yeah, is this in addition to their space yeah. station? Or yeah. Is this, oh, so the space yeah. station too. Okay. Uh, I also saw when I looked that up, and I kind of googled more articles. In my Google search, came up: uh, China is building a sun. <laughs> like, oh shit! <laughs> so, um. But they're trying to figure out a way to make gravity basically disappear, you know, kind of gravity less uh, on the surface of Earth so they can kind of uh, create, uh, you know, lunar landing simulations so they can basically terraform uh, the moon and take over the moon. So. Jesus. All right. So the space race has officially begun. Should be interesting to see what happens. One is state sponsored and one is privately sponsored. So we'll see. Uh, see who wins. This, yeah, I don't. I don't get how that works. The space race has begun, but China is just like we're just going to make it easy to get to the moon. We're just going to build one here. That's true. Yeah, I guess they're not really. Yeah, but. Yeah, then what's the desire to go to the moon if you got one on Earth? And like, we're just going to hang out here. Right. Exactly. Um, well, they certainly have the real estate to do it. Yeah, that's for sure. They have plenty of uh, square miles over there. Uh, so that's my unrelated topic of the week. Um, I know, not very exciting. Just thought when I first heard that or read that, I was like, holy shit. I'm still trying to process that. I'm still, still trying to understand Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. mind has been blown. Yeah. Right, I mean that's a, I, I. My mind immediately went to they're building a Death Star. <laughs> we got it, John. We got to get the plans for that, so we know where to shoot those. Two yeah, we got to find that, that, that yeah that that air conditioning shaft that gets to the the one lone reactor core. <laughs> right now, which brother will play Han Solo and which brother will play Luke Skywalker? Uh, John, Don't I have I- one, John, I have one thing to say to you: stay on target. Yeah, stay on target. Stay on target. <laughs> they're coming in too fast. <laughs> Stay on target. Stay on target. Our oldest. I would have told that guy. I would have told that guy. I'm fucking out. Oh, she's my. She's my French. I'm freaking out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Our oldest brother would want to be Han Solo. That's for sure. So. Uh, yeah, I think I would be the uh, the guy with asthma. Who's the guy with asthma? Chewbacca. Oh. Got it. Chewbacca. <laughs> That's pretty good. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, all right. We are on every week, uh, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. Uh, we will be uh, uh, airing our um, our game day, uh, 19.096 game day edition uh, extreme. Uh, this Sunday, a half hour before kickoff. I don't even know what time kickoff is yet. I assume it's 1 o'clock. It is 1 o'clock in the East Coast. Yeah, so that's uh, you know, 1230 East Coast, or look up your local listings and subtract 30 minutes, and that's when we're on. Um, gentlemen, we, we, will, we will have the Doppler radar going. Yeah, HD Doppler radar will be uh, hooked up and in full effect. Full in effect. Yeah. Venti size. Yeah, Venti HD Doppler radar. Uh Gentlemen, best of luck. Kicks yeah, I say, uh, Evan, the Giants fan. Any final thoughts, be it your Giants or, you know? Well, yeah, the, the one thing that you know, I mean, no offense, that I despise more than your Eagles is is uh, <laughs> is Mister Pretty Boy from Tampa Bay. So go kick his ass. <laughs> uh, 
my final thought is uh, kind of kind of goes back to what Rick brought up during the the preview. I think the Eagles have a terrific shot. Um, I don't see why they can't pull off kind of a bit of an upset. I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a fun watch. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Rick, your final thought for uh, for this fine evening? Yeah, I, I like the matchup. Um, you know, I think of all the teams we could play, this one is, uh, I think, uh, gives us the best shot. Although, I really would have liked to, you know, run it back against that other team from Texas. But, yep. uh, you know, we'll get our chance at some point. Yep. Agreed. All right. Uh, so many people to thank behind the scenes. You all know who you are. We will see all of you Sunday for, like I said, your our game day live edition podcast. Until then, fly, Eagles, fly. I'm John. He is Rick. And we are out of here. See you.